0: folks and welcome back. It's Chris Shembra, your host. I'm sitting here with Dennis Mortensen, founder and CEO of X.AI. And what a wonderful conversation we've had before clicking record on this, and I know you're going to enjoy this session. Dennis, welcome to the podcast. Thanks much for having me. You know, we've we've talked such a wonderful time about your coming from uh, Danish roots, uh, coming over to Yahoo, founding this company, the great vision you have for it. The question I have for you today is, if you could give creditor thanks to one person in your life that you don't give enough creditor thanks to, or just have never thought to give any creditor thanks to, whether it's someone you've never met before or someone you've known your entire life, who would that be?
1: I am 46, which, when I say it out loud, Sounds just a little scary. I still think of myself as some sort of geek from around the corner who just likes to do some good product and play the startup game. But if I look at it now, given X.AI is my fifth venture, and we've now been at it for 24 years, having done four prior ventures before this one. And from the very first one, my then-girlfriend, now-wife, Wiebeke, has been in all of them. And I think plenty of people will certainly have or hope to have some robust backdrop for where it might be all uphill and a complete shit storm of sorts at work, but there's a set of people at home who loves me, so it can't be that bad. This, though, is something for where I've tried Actively, perhaps at risk in the beginning, to not separate work life and my private life. So, there's plenty of people who suggest that if you should dream of any level of calm in your life, you must separate these two. Or if you just hope to not drown in the spectacle of startup make sure that once you close your laptop you go home you think nothing of all of the things that need to work on tomorrow and just focus on your family and i've done the opposite the way i'm not so sure that i immediately kind of recognized the uh outcome it just felt right and with bbucker and she should suddenly get credit for it it worked out for where There's no moment for where I'm either at home or at work. I just try to live a good life where I do things that are fun and exciting. And what I tend to do, and these are just kind of small tactical tricks, if you will, is to truly include them so that you don't fight a battle from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m., go home, have something to eat. You fight another battle for the next three hours because on that, you will drown. So I tend to invite her to most functions, not as eye candy because she's lovely, but as a participant, a partner, a teammate, a colleague where this we're doing together, this you should also see, this I want you to participate in, this I want your opinion on, and not only have I done it with Deepakut, but as we ended up having kids, who now turned into little women, I've brought them along as well. And that combination of all of the things I've done for where it's a pool of mistakes, that suddenly worked out to the extent that we are now also together on the 24th year. So somehow I've been able to do five ventures and still kind of run a family and still seem suddenly a hope to you somewhat happy i think i'm fucking ecstatic <laughs> and in, in that regard that uh, is something for where you can not plan on it and execute on it alone you need to do it hand in hand with somebody else and somehow we figured it out and you know a lot of credit to her and uh doing a family, raising two kids. I just sent one off to college.
0: Congrats. Which is wow. crazy
1: talk, right? Um, so Whoa. almost succeeded on uh, making new life, <laughs> and uh, at least so far, so good. So hats off to her. Sorry, long answer.
0: No, it, 24 years ago, you were 22 years old. How much younger or older is she than you?
1: Four years younger. We Four years met younger. At her 18th <laughs> birthday night. Oh, gosh. Where I kissed her for the first time. And, and we've been together ever since through multiple ventures in multiple countries from Denmark to England to Hungary to the US to living in uh, Trinidad Tobago for a while. So, a lot of good adventures. Wait,
0: how did you crash her 18th birthday party?
1: I was invited. Oh. I was invited. So we had some uh, we are just kids, right? I must have been right out of college at that point and got the invitation turned up and uh somehow it clicked came on and it's just completely unrealistic and I tried to tell my own daughters as said, whoever turns up however fantastic Don't do that. (laughs) Do any other thing than that,
0: and go live life. But somehow it just worked out. Did so? She's eighteen. You're twenty-two. You don't start your. um, Well, are you?
1: I had just started my first venture.
0: Wow. Around the time
1: for where we met.
0: And so. She's not seen any other version. Oh wow!
1: Of adult lifehood, than running startups, as in. To her, to me, it's normal. Yeah. Perhaps to the outsider or the guy who did some other function for 15 years and now is assembling the curse and uh, all credit to him or her to go do their first startup. But for Vibeke, this is what adult life looks like. And probably wouldn't even recognize me having the uh, 9 to 5.
0: And how did she support you in those early days and how is that different than how she's supporting you now i think there's two types of support and
1: at least to me is to me there's one that's slightly more important than the other There's the obvious support which you can describe so somebody needs to uh, make sure the kids get to school that they get picked up that that dress shirt is kind of ready for the meeting on Friday, and so on and so forth. And we can agree on who will do what particular tasks, and that is, I think, easy to somewhat agree on, and we all participate. And uh, you might have to uh, take on a little bit more, given uh, where you sit, and that's all good and fine. What I think is more important is the belief in whatever venture you're leaning into. And it's not really words or sign-off. It is some inherent belief that you are suggesting we terminate the lease on our apartment in London, pack our bags, move to Eastern Europe, spend years on end there, on some idea which you have together with some other folks which I don't know and then potentially the outcome is going to be this, some inherent deep-rooted belief for where if you see it, I also see it and then we see it so uh, I'll get the boxes and we go. And that is certainly more difficult to describe but to me is perhaps the more important part. And then we can, like anybody else, argue about, okay, we're going to vacuum this big-ass apartment tomorrow. Okay, I'll be angry, do it in my underwear and get it done.
0: But that is, that is easy. It's like you've just described the difference between employees and investors. Employees are the type of support that you can give tasks to, you can get feedback from, you can iterate you know, based on that. Investors, you sell a dream. You sell projections. You say, if we, do the, if we can raise this, we can do that and hopefully end up here. And, and so it, she... In,
1: That's an interesting analogy. It in, in might a, not be crazy. In,
0: in a way, became one of your first investors, right? Took a long-term, a long-hold belief in a lifestyle and an impact that the two of you could have on this world, and she put in the investment to make it possible.
1: I think uh, that's a good analogy. I like it. I'll steal it from you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> now, in, <clears throat> in growing these you know, companies, how um, passive or aggressive is she in, in offering advice or feedback in, in what you're doing on a day-to-day?
1: So in each one of them, very early on, When it's just an idea and a couple of guys in a basement, no money, no customers, no product, no hope, all uphill. This is probably not going to work. Which is, by the way, that part of the journey that I find the most romantic (laughs) to be an artist. Interesting. And in that period, in many of the settings, he's been a straight on team member. Payroll and everything for where, hey, I need somebody to do this particular task office manager, finance. And right now, it is a setting so small that it doesn't matter whether that is your particular expertise. I just need a buddy which I can trust. So come in and here's your seat. And that suddenly creates a really close intimate relationship. And then as it kind of grows into something slightly more mature and it turns into a real company with real expectations and targets and so on and so forth, she tends to kind of Transition herself out of it into a different type of position, which is perhaps less active input and more that of a willing listener. And many times, even as you and I will talk on some particular challenge that we might have over that third beer, really what I want is just for you to listen to my struggles. And I'm not saying uh, it's turning into a therapy session, but I just really want you to listen. And in you listening, I get to solve some of it, or I get to kind of put things in the right boxes. And that is, I think, what any good partnership should allow for. Just listen. If you think you have a really strong input, take note, provide it as you see fit. But many times your job right now is to listen. It's not to uh, take over or change the direction. I'm already, you know, running 140 miles an hour towards my goal. Just just listen a little.
0: And along this way, with her taking on that role, of being a good listener, being a good question asker for your growth, on the flip side, what ways along this path are you able to listen and, and be there and, and question what's going on in her life?
1: I certainly like to believe that no two lives are so... Disconnected, that there is no overlap. As in, we do things so differently, either by education, interest, friends, what have you, for where there's just no overlap. So there's always some overlap. So whatever experience that I might have, even if silly or misguided, which sometimes is just funny input, and that alone could be a testament to the fact that whatever you have on your mind is probably right because whatever input I provided was so off-kilter, that you shouldn't do that at all. But I like to believe that that kind of conversation in that overlap for where, no, we don't have the same interests. No, we don't lean into the same after-work cultural set of items. Tonight, when we go to the movies, it took us, me and my daughter, three hours to sell her on some particular movie where we know this is not for you, you do it out of love, then I will sell that one back to you a little bit later and we'll watch one of your movies. And I actually like the fact that we are not the same, but in a slice of an overlap, we can provide each other feedback. And sometimes even getting misguided feedback for where you know that whatever I say you shouldn't do but in the conversation, that is a, uh, it's a good exchange. And we will sometimes kind of have these back and forth where uh, she's having a set of skills that are just so far from the skills which I have. And I will then kind of provide an input where I don't even have the right words, right? So I don't know. So she's a pastry chef so I wouldn't even know what words to use I'll use some words that seem kind of right kind of like if you ask a non-tech person to describe so what does your AWS infrastructure look like and uh, how do you kind of put that in place and if they know nothing about that she'll have a set set of words and we will have a laugh about it just like I'll use a set of words for what she does and it's just Dennis you're an idiot yeah I know but hey that was a good input wasn't it and you know what that's funny, and that kind of helps us kind of move forward, uh, even though the input itself you know, wasn't something you could take seriously.
0: Interesting. What is the coolest word you've learned from the pastry chef space? All I know is like dough
1: or something. Oh, what is it? He? So here's an interesting overlap. So, again, with my limited knowledge, so I shouldn't sit here and uh, pretend to. Uh, know anything about that but that particular profession is one for where you need to be extremely particular about how you measure things oh yeah which is quite uh, different to kind of many other things in that same vertical but here you need to be extremely particular which is actually not that disconnected to the idea of me being in the data space for where i also do counts i just count different things and my columns might be uh, much larger and the complexity of how i add things up might be different to what you do, but there's an overlap. I don't think we have a, or I can extract a particular word. It'll always be something where I'll make up a word. And I think one of the latest ones I made up was setting sour. And you'll say, Dennis, what is that? That doesn't mean anything. No, it doesn't. But I couldn't remember (laughs) what that other vertical in the kind of... Food industry was called. So say you're in sweets. That's not even the right word. See, I'm already in the deep end. <laughs> That's what she works on. Then if you work more on uh, what, kind of What do you eat for dinner? That is called something. I even forgot now what it's called. So I just made up a word so I could have a conversation with her, and she's like, "What are you talking about?" And then I had to kind of describe. Yeah, but if you did a dinner with kind of potatoes and meat and what have you, that you you call that whole category something, don't you? Oh, yes. Andre. No. No. No, it's... There's a category for that. So ah. if you took a uh, a degree uh, where you become a chef, yeah. you can do that in particular verticals, yes, right? Yes, so yes, So you don't... It's, a pastry chef will... Uh,
0: pastry chef, uh, sous chef... Uh, See,
1: you and me are just amateurs now. We shouldn't I say know. any words. <laughs> so what I do it when I don't know it, I act like a two-year-old Elsa, make up a word and continue my sentence. Then we can come back but later that, and look but at it. But that's
0: got to be, you know what? That's got to be pretty refreshing to be able to be, um, you know, you've been at this game for 24 years running companies and building great things. It's got to actually feel pretty giddy to be able to, to return back to that childlike state of uh, being a neophyte in yep. something. That's pretty cool. And here's
1: the funny thing. So she's been super consistent. So whenever there's something in my world, what we say, we tend to have a hundred things we do, but it's only two things. She'll use the word "double hard disk." First of all, there's no such thing as double hard disk. It's kind of like a uh, stupid thing to say. But that is her setting sour, which again means
0: nothing. (laughs) As in, it's like
1: completely made up sounds like something that could be potentially real, probably not, and it isn't. Double hard disk like, sounds like tech-ish, but it isn't. It's just a stupid word. So that's what uh, she'll kind of give back to me when I say uh, something.
0: If, if you could paint a picture of her perfect day or her perfect few hours... What would, what would she be doing? What would that look like from
1: afar? I think it would be perhaps a combination of a good long run, coming home, working on some new pastry attack and see that uh, successfully completed. Yeah, I could see that
0: how How can we make more of those days happen?
1: I need to kind of go upgrade that kitchen. that is uh yeah, that is on the uh on her bucket list for where I probably should. but then again there's a we already have a kitchen, which is above and beyond what you'll see most people in Manhattan who rarely cook have. And then to kind of take it one step further for where only somebody semi-professional will come in and say, I need whatever new kitchen we put in place for where I'm just going to do seamless, man. So uh, what do I need all this stuff for? So it's probably not a good investment from a money point of view. It's probably a great investment from an emotional point of view.
0: Mm -hmm. So the same way that she invested in that dream, that vision that you had 24 years ago in your first startup we got to invest in hers. I think we uh, somehow need to figure that out. <laughs> How do we tie uh, dreams with uh, financial investment? Whoops. Sorry.
1: Here's my plan, or what, what I'm selling myself, or selling her perhaps, uh, is uh, the apartment is getting perhaps a little bit too big. Kind of uh, <laughs> one uh, kid moved out, give it another two, two years, the other one will move out, and then we don't really need all that space. What we should do then is uh, we can get a slightly smaller space, but then uh, a
0: bigger kitchen.
1: Exactly. There,
0: man. That's the pitch. That was not. Oh. A, that was not a 140 slide deck, by the way. That was a <laughs> two-slide deck. You need
1: oh uh, no, short decks. That was a pretty
0: good one. <laughs> yeah. If she was sitting across this table from you right now, <clears throat> in closing, what would you say to her?
1: I would hope. That anything which I would say is already understood. As in, we haven't reached this point where I need to say something. Please know both how I feel, where we're at, where we've been, and where we're headed. I hope you feel it as well. If you need words, I'll give you words, but I I hope you have them already. That'll be it. She'll say, Yeah. I like the worst, though.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, cheers to... I won't pronounce it right. Vibica? Vibica. Vibica. Cheers to her and to your amazing partnership and to all the great founders that we've talked to that have had their spouses be the answer to this question I think we learned a lot today in terms of looking at their impact on your life and yours on them as this, this long-term vision this, that you have to keep on selling to each other, um, and that's part of the love bond or part of the love contract, if you would say. Um, and it all, always needs investment. You can always raise a Series D in your marriage. You can always take it one step further. So if you're listening to this, I hope you go out and do that. If you're pre-seed or if you're you're Series F in your relationship, go in and make the investment because it'll pay off dividends for years to come. Dennis, thanks for coming on. This was awesome. Pleasure. Cheers. Hope you all having a phenomenal day on Earth, folks. Remember, it's your world. Go explore, and we'll see you next interview.